Hello, hello, hello. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024, episode number 493. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd. Hey there, Cat. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. How goes it today? <laughs> And my phone's blowing up, I'll tell you that. I'll bet it is, and all for the right reasons, too. So you want to talk about it now? <laughs> oh yeah, well, the interview goodness. was two weeks ago, so I never knew when it was going to drop. We told everybody here, but I, I didn't mention it. I don't know if I mentioned it on um, Twitter, and I don't think I did, just just, just with the litter mates. Yeah. It so was. it was nerve-wracking because I didn't know how good it was going to be. I, they didn't send me like a preview or I had no idea what day it was going to drop and what was going to happen. I find, They finally told me Saturday it might do it. It might yesterday, but wow, it's, I mean, it's going to hit 10 million views here, I think, by the end of the day. Cat, That's crazy. You did so well. You really did. You were, you know, I know you were nervous about it. Who wouldn't be? I mean, let's face it, Tucker Carlson. I, everybody would be a little put off by the whole thing, <laughs> you know. Shaking in my <laughs> I know. And I mean, it basically ruined your Christmas and your New Year's because you were so nervous. This was on the books. It, and <laughs> so it kept you up. I mean, it kept you up at night, let's face it. But you handled it beautifully. You were yourself. You spoke with confidence. You spoke from the heart. You were honest. It translated so well. It was such a great way to 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 see you in that light and to see you with Tucker. Tucker was so relaxed as well, just listening to your story, knowing that, you know, just from speaking out what you've gone through your your beginnings you know your history all of that stuff it was so well done it was comfortable do you know what i'm saying it's what oh, the country needs it really it was so comfortable and it was just so easy to listen to i enjoyed it immensely i couldn't watch it at the beginning and my phone was blowing up. They're like, hey, 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 you know, it dropped. Know. And I'm like, I'm standing here with a whole room full of people at my office. There is no way I can listen to it. And I didn't want to just put out a statement. So I just retweeted it with fire. And then I listened to it and I went, oh my gosh, he knocked it out of the park. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so glad you feel that way. I, I didn't know how people react. I mean, God, it's just... When you're doing it at the time and you've never even done a video interview and you know, got all the cameras around and you're, it's almost like you're in a dream or something trying to get through it. And then, um, uh, so you don't know. I mean, I thought it was terrible. You know, when I left, I was like, man, I don't know if that was any good or not. I, I can't tell. You were fantastic. And you know what? It's kind of like, you know, it's like trauma, right? Like almost like a car wreck. Whenever you do something like that, you don't know. You're, and I could tell that you were reliving some of the interview after you had it. Like on the show, you would say, yeah, he asked me about this. He was asking me about that. And you were trying to put together the show in your mind, but there's no way. I mean, they had a certain way that they wanted this whole thing, the way they were going to edit it and, and what they wanted to highlight and how you said certain things. And it was perfect. I mean, it, it was absolutely perfect. I mean, well, I they, was so proud of you. They contacted me today and said it was a, they said it's, you know, one of the biggest shows, one of the biggest, especially since Elon didn't, most of the shows that they get with, that reach 10 million views, Elon retweets or something. So they were like for one that 
that he didn't retweet or, or respond to that it was he didn't really one, one of their biggest serious? shows. Are you serious? Eli didn't. He, he has me blocked. It. I know, but I mean, seriously, that's a huge, huge deal. I'm surprised at that. I'm really disappointed in him in that. That, that to yeah. me, that just really kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because you've been trending now for two days. That was a really a nerve-wracking situation. And to be that petty is really beyond me. I'm sorry. I, I don't like that at all. I would think yeah. that he would he would go ahead and, and stop all that stuff now. It was an unbelievable experience. I mean, you know, I'm just a normal guy. And I've, how many times have I watched Tucker? I'm a huge Tucker fan. And uh, just all of a sudden, you're just sitting there talking to him. It's, it's nuts. Well, when you first heard uh, it, what did you think? I mean, because you've been worried about it. so Yeah, so I didn't know what you – so I just, like, um, kind of watched it weird because I was um, – just I just turned it on and I guess my thumb went over about 10 minutes into it and I watched about 10 minutes of it and after that I was kind of relieved I was like man it's it's better than I way better than I thought it was in my mind and and so after the show he was like man this is that was incredible and I'm like well they probably say that to everybody mm. you know <laughs> that's just being a nice host so I didn't know what to think but I've been nervous about it for two weeks I'm just I'm glad it's out and man I just I've had some stuff to do today and I hadn't really been paying attention. And I just, I was telling you before the show, I just looked at my emails. I got like 278 emails in the last four hours. I know. How am I ever going to answer all those? Well, and what's so funny is when they can't get you, they go to me. So I've got about (laughs) the same thing going on. Are are you my secretary? Let me make that clear. No, if you want to reach Cat Turd, go to ilovecatturd.com because the same thing is going on on my end. They're like, hey, can you pass this along? A couple of those are from me. I've been just forwarding you everything that I'm getting because I don't know how to answer. So those are for you. Anyway, I just want you to know how proud we are of you. And I thanks, just think. Thanks for all the, you and all the comments. And it's just been overwhelming. I mean, people are reaching me. Man, it's just like. It's amazing how that makes you, I mean, you wouldn't believe the people asking me to be on their podcasts and on their Newsmax shows and everything. Today. Of course. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Well, you have proven you can handle yourself and more than some. I mean, you really did a fantastic job. To be honest with you, I wasn't worried about it at all. I know you were, but I wasn't from the very beginning. You were even going back and forth on whether you were going to do the interview or not. There was a time where you said, you know, I'm not quite sure this is. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know. I actually was almost almost backed out of it. Anybody know, Jules taught me off the cliff. (laughs) She taught me off the ledge. (laughs) Several times. And I told you. (laughs) Jules is funny, though. She said, I need to think about this. I was just like, man, I don't know if I should do this or not. Should I even do a video interview? And. So she said, well, I'm going to make some lists tonight. So the next day she goes, okay, well, I'm sitting here looking at my list and I got all these reasons you should do it. It's like three pages long. And over here, the reasons not to, I don't have anything. <laughs> There's not one thing written down. I'm very that thorough. Oh yeah. I'm very I said, okay, thorough. I get, I get the point. <laughs> I get the point. <laughs> There's all the reasons why you should. I knew that he was going to paint you in an absolutely a great light. He has no reason not to. My goodness. You have been on America's side since the very beginning. You've never wavered. You're a hero, a national treasure to so many. President Trump absolutely loves you, and, and so do all the conservatives of our party. I should really call us constitutionalists, because I don't know what's going on with bird brain over there, but um, excuse me. The <laughs> 
woman has gone completely rogue. She's now a Democrat, and she's towing along Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan along there with her. It's craziness. I mean, it really is. She she said something yesterday. I forgot what it was, but don't. uh, We're not going to let the the D.C. swamp pick this pick their establishment candidate Trump. They're going. We're going to go. I mean, it's exactly the opposite. Did you see that? She's ridiculous. She is absolutely ridiculous. But not only that, she even had a Hillary Clinton moment, okay? So she had a basket full of, you know, deplorable moment. And no one in the lamestream media even, you know, caught on to it. Listen to what she had to say here. Normal people are not listening to what the media is saying. Normal people are saying, we want somebody that can go eight years. That's going to... Normal people. Normal people. So I guess we're not normal, us Trump supporters over here, MAGA, which, you know, basically takes up the Republican base. That, that is who the party is now shifted to. And that's why she's doing everything that she can to get Democrats to vote for, because she knows that Republicans will not show for her. The Uniparty isn't even trying to hide it anymore, Kat. They're just not. They're just not. There's, there's, there's. I'll say what I did yesterday that was that significant. And, and I've, I've talked to these people and, and this is the truth that, you know, the Dilly Ming team and the, all the cat turd memers, they're dying to just like get in there and fight and meme all the um, Nikki Haley supporters online. And out of about 30 or 40 memers, not, nobody can find one Nikki Haley supporter. There is. <laughs> to even meme. They're like sitting there, memeless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Have you noticed, though? Look at her makeup. Look at how dark her makeup is now. You want to talk about pandering. Check out that shot. I mean, she's a bright orange. (laughs) I know. Because she's she's the brown. She's the brown brown. girl living in a black and white world. And that's what she's running on. I was thrown out of a beauty pageant because they said, we just don't, have, we can put black or white, but we can't put brown. Seriously, this is so oh incredible. God. It really is. Uh, she's going to be in blackface pretty soon. I, that's the thing. That's where it's headed. That is absolutely the direction we're headed. Brown face. Oh, my gosh. So here you go. You've got New Hampshire Democrats receiving robocalls with Biden's voice urging them not to vote in the primary. So Democrats have begun receiving calls from resident Joe Biden asking them not to vote in the primary on Tuesday, saying that it would aid former President Donald Trump. So after several concerned voters came forward, a former party chairman, chairwoman discovered the truth. The calls weren't actually coming from Joe Biden. Apparently, Kathy Sullivan, a former New York New, New Hampshire Democrat Party chairwoman, is running the super PAC, leading the write-in campaign for Biden, who will not appear on the New Hampshire primary ballot due to the Democrat National Committee rules. She said that she has begun receiving messages on Sunday evening from those who had received the robocall. So... Apparently, they're they're denying that it's coming from them, although you've got a lot of people in New Hampshire that are furious that he didn't even bother 
to show up. I mean, you've got New Hampshire Democrats who are raging at Joe Biden for ignoring their votes. Here's one of them right here. New Hampshire Democrats primary is a little confusing. The DNC made South Carolina the first official contest, making Tuesday's results somewhat meaningless on the Democratic side. President Biden's name is not even on the ballot. He didn't campaign in the state. Well, I'm kind of angry about it. And some people have said, why should we write his name in when he won't even give us the time of day? He doesn't care. He didn't do that in the in 2020. He can't give himself the time of day because he don't know what time it is. Absolutely. I mean, this is the thing. We he he didn't even campaign in 2020, and yet they call us, you know, you know, conspirator theorist for actually pointing out the fact that he didn't get 80 million votes. He got 80 million ballot ballots. That's it. What? What, what I'd like to ask that lady is, what in the hell has he done that makes you want to go out and vote for him in the first place? Are you an idiot? Exactly. My God, the border's wide open. Well, it's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> These people, man, what do you want? Is this what you want in our country? Just, just chaos and crime and... and these people are crazy. You know, some people just cannot actually see the forest from the trees. Their parents voted Democrat. Their family votes Democrat. They're used to voting Democrat. And they, they got do a long not history look. of dumbness in their family. I agree. Generations of dumbasses. I completely <laughs> agree. And with that, you're dumb. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to break that one out. <laughs> Your whole family's dumb <laughs> from the 1800s to now. <laughs> Still dumb. Yep. Never going to change. Never, ever, ever going to change. Well, it looks like Laura Loomer, she is talking about it. Democrat presidential candidate Nikki Haley has just released a new campaign statement regarding her game plan and focus after today's New Hampshire primary. Notice her messaging is focused on the long haul, and she once again makes an appeal to Democrats to vote for in the primary. So that's what they're going for. Nikki Haley is the DNC's candidate for president. After the New Hampshire primary, as I've been reporting, she's headed to the Democrat haven of New York City for a mega donor fundraiser with Democrat and Rhino donors, including bundlers from Mitt Romney's presidential campaign with Paul Ryan. Shouldn't surprise you. This is exactly what it's all about. I can't believe she had the balls, bird brain, bird brain balls. <laughs> she had the bird brain balls to say what she did yesterday. She's ridiculous. She's, She's absolutely. absolutely. Let me see if I, I got to find this. It took me a second, but I got to find out what she said because it's so ridiculous. Well, everything about this whole thing, everybody knows what this is about. When you have got Democrats, and they're going to show up for her like they did for Hillary Clinton. They're not. She's unlikable. She's exactly the same thing that everybody's been trying to get away from. I got it. Oh, good. Good. She says, I'm not, in an interview, I'm not going to just step aside just because the D.C. establishment thinks someone else should be coronated. Oh, gosh, really? She's pathetic. This is more reasons for people not to donate to the Republican Party. <laughs> donate to the candidate, please. Forget about that party. I see Ronna McDaniel. She's over there today, of course, jumping up and down, acting like she's doing something. She's done absolutely nothing. Here she is in New Hampshire. It is so exciting to be here in Bedford, New Hampshire, the first in the nation primary. They're voting right now, right behind me. They actually 
ring a bell and cheer for every first time voter. It's so exciting. I just walked through the whole process. They're doing such a great job. So many volunteers who love our country. We're so excited to be in New Hampshire. It's taking us one step closer to winning back the White House. Oh, yay. <laughs> They're going to ring a bell. God, I know. I hope he destroys her. They're they're trying to get the Democrats to vote for. Without the Democrats voting for tonight, she wouldn't have anything. They're not going to vote for her. Would you really turn out and vote for Nikki Haley? Honestly, that's the thing. She's completely unlikable. And besides that, she's running on a Republican ticket. So they're confused. They're going, "What's this all about?" But this is the strategy. This is the plan. They know that President Trump is going to win. They absolutely see the writing on the wall. And, or, they're going to cheat, which is what they did the last time around. Well, they're going to cheat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be getting, after the Tucker interview, I don't think I'll be getting invited to any of a, a Ronald McDaniel's fundraiser, $15,000 plate steak dinners anytime oh, soon. Oh, definitely not. Uh, but you know what? I'll tell you something. She would I not only replaced. dogged her out, but I gave Scott shout Scott pressed her the shout out just to rub it in her face what somebody really works looks like. Well, you know what? He deserves it. He absolutely does. And that was one of the highlights for me was to hear you actually shine the light on Scott because he has worked so incredibly hard. And to point out the fact that they don't even acknowledge his efforts. They don't, don't even acknowledge his existence. And he's mm-hmm. doing more than all of them put together. And they've got tens of hundreds of millions of dollars you got that and right. he's walking around with 20 bucks in his pocket and destroying them isn't that something i mean i know it, it is just unreal he works harder than anybody i know i mean he has got the whole thing down pat exactly how we need to win and what are the republicans doing nothing not only that she openly steals his ideas like when gas was at an all-time high he was showing up at gas stations and registering people to vote he himself up there then he started going to the gun shows i mean this man works harder than anybody he absolutely deserves a seat at the table and a shout out multiple ones and we try to do that here on this show because He does not go unnoticed over here in his efforts. But here's what we're up against. Just in, we've got Arizona Democrat Secretary of State says voter registration glitch is switching Republican registrations to independent prior to closed primary election. They've done nothing to change any of this. Nothing. Mm -mm. No, not a thing. So another supposed error in Arizona's upcoming presidential preference election was recently discovered to have flipped voter registrations from Republican to Democrat to independent or other in a statewide voter registration system. Imagine that. Why can't we go back to writing down our preference and showing our voter ID, ID, same day voting. If you don't make it, then too bad, too sad. You're going to have to sit this one out. I, yeah, I, either follow the rules or uh, it's so simple. It, it, everybody knows how to make fair elections. They just don't want to do it. Nobody does. Not this group, for sure. So here you've got Arizona law. They're saying, sorry, John, Arizona's open primary law does not apply to PPE, presidential preference election. It has become easier, however, however, to toggle between independent and a political party, as evidenced by Stephen Riker's regular reports on party switching. So Adrian Fontes started with, it open primary rule 
could apply if the parties would allow indies to vote in their presidential preference contest but they don't as it is their choice pursuant to statute but indies can choose an r or d ballot in the regular August primaries. See, this is exactly what the Republic, the Rhino Republicans want. They want to be able to have that crossover vote so that they can beat Donald Trump. That's all this is about. They don't care about destroying the party. They don't care about destroying the country. They have one goal in mind, and that is so it works in their favor. So not only do they hold on to their power and their seats, but so that they can dictate who is going to be the dictator, right, for the next four years of America. And it's going to be the uniparty choice, the establishment. It's it's really... It's gotten so bad. Every day we just sit here and we report this stuff. And everybody knows what's been going on. I mean, there there is no question whether it's misinformation or disinformation, as they love to say. No. I mean, there are multiple threads that are coming out on the subject of the voter fraud. And seriously, it is something that everybody needs to pay attention to. And if we had a party, they would have figured it out by now. In fact, here you go, America First Legal. It's a litigation bombshell. They use cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, the censorship arm of the DHS. Our lawsuit unearthed new documents showing that the deep state knew the risks of mass mail-in voting in 2020, but censored these criticisms as disinformation. So all of you that lost your accounts on social media, including myself, by pointing out the fact that our elections are being stolen right before our very eyes, Give them back to us because we're the ones that have been talking about this nonstop. This thread is huge. It's really long and it's already gotten 19.7 million views. They're talking about cybersecurity and infrastructure agency, CISA, all of that. They were aware that the evidence established that in-person voting did not increase the spread of COVID-19. CISA was also aware that mass vote by mail schemes posed major challenges including I mean it's everything that you knew from watching 2000 mills yeah. and everything else so I yeah, so after that. all that cheating well COVID didn't affect anything it's cause that's because uh it never had a, I mean if they would have just if they would have just let that thing go the way it's supposed to go and not have started all this they killed everybody with the protocol we all know it people oh. wouldn't die they didn't they wouldn't go into people's homes folks and saying hey man three people found dead in their house of COVID now, if it was as bad, a million people died, you would find people dead all over the place. Oh no, they gosh. died in the hospital. You know why? Because the hospital's protocol was killing them. We all know that now. They're putting them on respirators and everything else. They were, a lot of them were going completely untreated. They didn't even, you know, they didn't yeah, even. Your lungs they are say, clogged up. There's medicines that get rid of it, and they wouldn't even give them to them. They just put them on that resmizivir that didn't work, and then their lungs would shut down. They put them on a respirator that die. Exactly right. And it happened time and time again. And then, okay, so the alternate to that was either you were going to be treated by people that didn't know how to treat you, okay, because that's exactly what the, the hospitals were. They didn't know how to treat anyone, obviously. It's apparent with how many deaths there were. Or get the jab. Because if you didn't get the jab, then you couldn't go into restaurants, you couldn't go into work, or you had to be labeled as an essential employee, 
right? Whatever that's supposed to mean. And they would absolutely close down your business and everything else. Now, all of a sudden, you're hearing about all these stars like, you know, Barbara Streisand, who took out all these COVID law, uh, uh, all these COVID loans, and now are paying their gardeners and everything else. It is the most incredible abuse of a system that I have ever seen in my entire life. They obviously don't need our taxes. They obviously don't need our tax money because, you know what, they're just throwing it to the wind. But it was also they could win and cheat in this election. All of it. It had a beginning, a middle. Don't worry, Ron McDonald. <laughs> oh, 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 a super duper hot dog lips is going to help us. She's, <laughs> she's, she's getting a facial right now and about to go to Moo Moo's on the corner and have um, a $35 beef Wellington. I know. It really does. $28 uh, caramel martinis. It's ridiculous. It brings a whole new meaning to deflate gate, doesn't it? I mean, the whole thing yeah. is just ridiculous. <laughs> when you look at her Gosh. lips, you go, no. Is that where $400,000 a year salary buys you? Lips that go on for just, days. Just going from, just flying from first class to one town to another, uh, having fundraisers and raising money. They think that's going to win, okay? We're going to go over here. We're going to uh, uh, LA. Then we're going to go to Chicago. And we're going and, and all we're going to invite all these rich people that can afford $25,000 a plate. And they're all going to have... We're going to have this little thing for $25,000, a little rich snob party. And that, for some reason, we're going to have all this money in the bank, and, and that's going to win That's going to win the election. And what wins elections is what Scott Pressler does. Mm-hmm. And they got the money They got the money to fund 10000 of them and won't do it. They won't do a thing, no. They're too busy having, uh, you know, crepes a la chump. <laughs> 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 they don't want to win. They just want the same people that they're friends with. They want their buddies in there, whether they're part of one party or another. I don't even think that they're parties that even exist anymore at this point. I mean, I'm not a party girl. You know that. The only reason why I'm a registered Republican right now is so I can vote for President Trump. That's it. I gave up on the Republican Party when they I gave up on January change. Sixers and all of us Americans. I did. I, I just went, no more. That was the day I dumped the Republican Party, was when they did not stand up for people and their civil liberties and their civil rights. When I saw that and I knew they were going after President Trump, I said, nope, I'm no longer a party girl. That's it for me. Not doing that again. So, yeah, I mean, now we've got this new globalist threat. Imagine that on an election year. A new globalist threat, <laughs> a new solution to keep you safe. So here we've got disease X that is being spoken of. This is the new threat with a faceless they could, name. They, they couldn't even know. They couldn't even name the next fake pandemic. They had to copy Elon Musk and name it after X. Isn't that They couldn't funny? even go up with a new name there in such a hurry to get it out for election time. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, this is the thing. They wanted to damage him in another way, too. And so they used the X to try to make that a bad symbol, right? That's how they work. So now we've got a science alert described as with a fatality rate 20 times that of COVID-19 and no vaccine. Disease X could swiftly bring humanity to its knees. Few would be left untouched by the pathogen were it to gain hold, causing healthcare systems to crumble and economies to collapse, as the world once again tried to contain a force of nature. If they would stop messing around in labs, we wouldn't have these threats. You, you know this, right? So, oh, yeah. And if they really cared, they'd close our border. We wouldn't have this influx of who knows what is coming in 
to our country. They don't care, obviously. So according to the World Economic Forum, WEF conference, you've got world leaders who share a growing concern for new disease that may prove 20 times more deadly than COVID-19, a disease the WEF and the World Health Organization who have dubbed Disease X. So here you've got the WEF, the WHO, and the entire globalist establishment. They are preparing us for the worst, and they've openly admitted that they are clueless about the potential pathogen. Disease X, this is a quote, represents the knowledge that a serious international epidemic could be caused by a pathogen currently unknown to cause human disease, end quote. Really? Yeah. Another excuse to get us all locked in our homes and make sure that we don't go to church, socialize, or, you know, unless we follow orders from the who. We didn't elect these people. You don't want babies to be made either. They they just kill them before they were born. I mean, these are the same people. These are exactly the same people. And nobody elected them. They elected themselves into these positions of authority. Bill Gates is definitely behind this whole deal. So here we've got, remember how overrun the hospitals were? People forced to wait days or weeks to receive care. Big Pharma kept pumping out unsafe vaccines, regardless of the link, sudden and fatal after effects. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. They want to continue to experiment on us without having any repercussions of it. So you won't know what's in the jab. You won't know you know, how you're going to be affected. You're not going to get those long list of symptoms, right, before you hear an ad on television. They're just going to say, give us your arm and trust us on this one. You need this jab in order to shop in the grocery store, which is exactly what they did here in California. Exactly. I mean, this was communism 100%. When they start filling up skate parks with sand, so kids can't skate. There's, there's one dude walking down on the beach by himself, you know, half a mile from anybody. Oh, my god! And the cops are running as <laughs> they can try to arrest him. This is how crazy it was. I said, this is, is anybody else seeing how stupid this is besides me? Oh, man. We're all watching it. And we know what it's about. They, like, that's the thing. I'm a big guy, you know, I kind of like, kind of look mean. So when they ever try to make me mask, I just stare at them or say, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> you can stamp down. Talk, talk to the ball. I'm that, not doing it. That's exactly. I always right. just say, I said, look, I'm not wearing a mask. You, you want my business or not? Because if I walk out that door, I'm never coming back. There you have it. Man, I, I got to shop. I ain't got time for this nonsense uh, uh, playground uh, pretend world that y'all are living in right now. Well, it is. It, that's exactly what it is. Unfortunately, I live in Hollywood, California. And so. Here's the thing. I was a complete victim of all of this. I had to have my groceries delivered. I I know people that own restaurants, so they would sneak me into the back door behind their own bouncers because they didn't want to show that they were violating law to let me into an establishment without presenting my card. That's how ridiculous this whole thing got. I don't care. You know what? I'll be a, you know, a pariah in society. That's perfectly fine with me. But I'm not going to blindly be experimented on. When you can't tell 
you know, that my weight is different than a 300 pound man and you're going to give me the same dose of something. You don't want to know what my family history is. You don't want to know what I'm allergic to. You aren't going to inform me what's in the jab or anything else until 72 years from now when nobody's around to even discuss it. I don't think so. I, I don't trust the government that much, especially with what all we've been through. No Ugh. way. So we've got, of course, the defense secretary, Austin. He claims no credible evidence of misuse of U.S. aid in Ukraine in first appearance <laughs> post-hospitalization scandal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he went for 24 hours. He said he had a, a an elective surgery mm. that went bad, like, you know, whatever. Elective surgeries are usually plastic surgery type things. Uh, and then, or, uh, you know, gastric bypass or something like that. And then all of a sudden he got, he started catching hell and lo and behold, he had prostate cancer surgery. There it is. Just, <laughs> Who uh, believes these people anymore? So which is it? it you, you've said two different stories in two days. So why would I believe either one of them at this point? I don't. I don't believe anything in this. Ah, these people are just, they're, they're. They, they just destroy this country left and right, and they just lie the whole time they're doing it. And won't you just, uh, you know, thank you, sir, may I have another? And screw these people. They think that we're falling for all of this nonsense. So here you so So now you know what he's talking about here. All right, so he's talking about the post-hospitalization scandal. Despite an audit showing that $1 billion has gone, gone unaccounted for. This is what I'm saying. They don't need our money, Kat. They obviously do not. I mean, if you can miss out on a, on a billion dollars, then hello, what are we doing? Why are we continuing to fund this nonsense? So this was his first public appearance since he wasn't able to appear and was missing MIA for days. You have U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He addressed the issue of the American aid to Ukraine, despite a recent audit revealing over $1 billion in U.S. military equipment unaccounted for. Austin firmly stated that there is no credible evidence of misuse or illicit diversion of this aid. Well, how would you know? How would you know? It's missing. MIA, gone, poof off the radar. Sure, it probably ended up in most of our politicians that we don't like in their coffers. And that's the way Ukraine money works over there. It's a money laundering operation. So here you've got this secret prostate cancer surgery that happened on December 22nd. Yeah, it was elective Mm -hmm. surgery for two days in turn. And then, then of course, his deputy secretary of defense, Kathleen Hicks, was she was MIA as well. She was on vacation in Costa Rica. I mean, the whole thing was just cattywampus confusion. So Austin kept just about everyone in the dark about his condition until early January, including Joe Biden, apparently, even though the U.S. is involved in conflicts in the Middle East and Europe and a hot zone in the China in the South China Sea. Now, can you imagine if anybody in Trump's administration would have gone MIA? Honestly, would they still uh, be sitting no, up no, there no, holding it, court? Was he even in the hospital? That's the question. Did, was he having an affair and went to the Bahamas? Oh, was he yeah. having an affair and went to South? Who knows what this guy was doing, man? They're professional liars. That's exactly what they are. 
Oh my gosh. Well, all I have to say is I cannot wait until President Trump gets back up in there. And today is the day. If you are not voting, get out there right now. I hear it's just packed. I hear the energy is so high over there. So President Trump has wrapped up primary push in Granite State by casting a sparkling vision of a 2025 administration. He is just so amazing. I cannot wait to breathe a sigh of relief for him getting back into office. Honestly, all of this extra work, the six days a week that we're doing on this show, it's worth it if we can get President Trump back in over the White finish, House. Over the cheater's finish line, it's oh, hard. Oh, boy. If it, was free, if it was fair elections, I wouldn't even be worried right now. If it was voter ID, and, and I, I, it'd be a landslide. I know he's going to win, but we gotta, we've got to win 15 20 percent over what we normally do just to make up for their cheating and everybody knows it you got that right i mean we have got to show up in force and that's why we've got all the chaos and confusion at the border people need to understand that this infiltration is so that they replace us both in our jobs and in in our homes and everything else i mean this is gotten completely out of control but trump just gave full credit to vivek for alerting him of the dangers of the cbdc this was one of the things that he discussed listen and this i do for vivek because he's very big into it i happen to agree with him but he said could you mention this i will never he said i love vivek we i love him too now i didn't love him when he was running but i like him now it's amazing the way you can like somebody when you win, right? But Vivek is great. He's really great. But he wanted this, and I'll give him full credit for it. It's very important, actually. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. I just love that man. I just absolutely love the guy. He's great. <clears throat> He's, is, I know. I said I, I said I was starting to like Vivek on the Tucker Carlson interview, and I was like, "Oh my God!" And he started saying dumb shit. I said, "Boy, is this going to come back to bite me?" And then he got on the good side before they aired it, so I was like, <laughs> "You were like holding your breath." I, like, I remember one of the after shows. You said, "So, who are you thinking about for a, you know vice president?" And I, of course, said Ben Carson, just because I love Ben Ben Carson. I, I absolutely think the man is fantastic. He's a solid pick. And I don't think anybody dislikes Ben Carson. Yeah, I mean, I just really like him but the, it's, it's not just Ben I mean there's several others that could be great contenders as well but but you had asked me that and I was kind of wondering I wonder if Kat said something to Tucker <laughs> because that question came out of the blue and I was like uh-oh is he reliving his interview this is before it aired so yeah yeah I mean I, I like Ben Carson a lot I think he is a very strong pick. I mean, vice president it, it doesn't really have a position anyway, but he's got great values. He's a dear friend of President Trump's. He's been true to form since the very beginning. I just like him as a person, and I think it would be a nice balance. I really do. But who knows? I mean, who Trump chooses is who Trump chooses, and he's not letting us in yeah. on that decision yet. And, and I've, I've said this a million times. It really it doesn't move the needle. Uh, when it comes election day, by the time it's over, I mean, it doesn't really move the needle. I've never seen anybody say, you know, I don't like the president, but I like the vice president, so I'm going to vote for them. Exactly. Nobody does that. No. And then another thing that President Trump said yesterday was he said, I will use Title 42 to end child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries immediately. 
That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Listen to this. And I'll use Title 42 to end the child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries immediately. It's got to happen. It has got to happen. These poor kids are, are there with people they do not know. They are not accompanied with their mother and father. Not at all. They are accompanied by people they don't even know. And some A of the bunch videos, of pedos. Yes. And they're drugged. They are drugged and people are exposing that. They are approaching these coyotes and saying, hey, where's the mother? I saw a video and I played it and it was just really was heartbreaking because the little girl was three, the little boy was four, and they were shining lights in their eyes and they weren't even conscious. It was one of the saddest videos I've ever seen. But these are the kind of things that happen at the border. And nobody wants to address it until we have a Republican president. Then all of a sudden, you see pictures of AOC and Lily White hanging on the yeah. fence, acting like she's destroyed. Yeah, a fence thing. of a parking lot somewhere in Texas, yeah. but, but yeah. nothing to do with the border. Exactly. And then he goes on to talk about the deadly drugs. On day one, I will terminate every single open border policy that crooked Joe Biden and his administration... <laughs> have put onto our country, so sad, to stop the deadly drugs that are poisoning our people, I will deploy U.S. Navy to impose a full fentanyl blockade on the waters and the region where they're coming in through certain channels. They're coming overland. They're coming any way they want to come. Twelve times more than came in four years ago. Twelve times more drugs are pouring in. And by the way, you have a two very bad distinctions. You're the highest energy... Per capita, you're the highest by far energy anywhere in the country, number one. And also, you're the worst in terms of drugs pouring in. You have more drugs in New Hampshire per capita than any other state by far. Where is your governor? Where is your governor? Exactly. I mean, this is the thing. If they really cared about people, then they would stop the illicit drugs that are coming in. Fentanyl are killing. It's killing so many people. A year, it's not even funny. It's yeah, in our suburbs and everything else. You see that um, guy's son uh, from Pawn Stars. I know a lot of people have been watching that for years, but that, that uh, famous show about Pawn is – it wasn't the son that is on the TV show, Pawn Stars, but his 39-year-old son, he's got three sons. One of them just died, of, and he just come out and said it's fitting all, and he blamed Joe Biden. Golly. I mean, well, look at it. I, we have it graffitied all over buildings in L.A. where they're talking about how deadly fentanyl is. People are no longer casually using drugs at parties anymore because of the fact that it's being cut with that stuff. And I know that. I mean, I don't use drugs. I don't drink or anything like that. But I just know that people that used to casually use no longer are because they're like, hey, you know what? Don't know what's in it. It don't even want to be a part of that stuff. So I mean, yeah, you I mean, want to talk in the about seventies and eighties or nineties or even yeah. probably up to 10, 12 years ago. I mean, you do cocaine, you do cocaine. It well, and then uh, but now you know, you just there's no telling. They could put that stuff in there. You take it a sniff and you're dead. I mean, it's probably one of the best treatments ever. Is people are starting to see that you cannot trust what's on the street at all. Not in pill form, not in any form, not even. Remember, close. we had that crazy story where it's 
It's it's it's hurting the cartels' business so bad. They say they're going to behead anybody they catch putting fentanyl on their coke. That's Remember that? right. That's because it's right. actually killing their business. There's like, no, well, no, we don't want that. It might have fentanyl in it. And they're like, anybody caught putting fentanyl in there, we're going to behead them. We're going to behead you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to cut your head off. Oh my gosh. Well, we, of course, had a troll that that landed in this press conference. And, of course, you've got Trump supporters who are screaming, bye-bye, go home to mommy. Check this out. In the new Redfield-Wilton poll, how about these numbers? How about these numbers? In the new Redfield-Wilton poll, it's Trump 72, Haley 9. In Nevada... Bye-bye. Go home to mommy. Oh, Kat, you got it. That's got to be next on your target list is to go to a Trump (laughs) rally. I'm serious. In your bucket list. Oh, well, just so everybody knows, I have been invited to maybe do that by his team. And maybe even, who knows, maybe I'll even go in the plane. Oh, my goodness. How much <laughs> fun would that be, Kat? That would be amazing. Little Birdie said it's possible soon, I think. Oh, wow. Well, you absolutely have got to add that to the bucket list because that would be fantastic. I got to meet Trump. Yeah, yes, I got to. you do. I've been, I've been busting my ass for him for eight years. At least I can do, <laughs> get a picture with him. Oh, my gosh. I think it's absolutely fantastic. The sky's the limit over there, and you two have been crossing paths for quite some time. He's been retweeting you. You've been absolutely on the Trump train since the very Let me be the press secretary. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. You know what? (laughs) Maybe like, talk to the Paul on the New York Times, CNN, talk to the Paul. Wouldn't that be fun, though, to be part of that administration? I mean, seriously, it's going to be incredible. The things that he's going to do on the first day are going to be, they're just going to be mind-blowing. And that's why the left is trying to get us into wars and everything else, because they want to blame him and hang him up on all of that stuff instead of letting him focus on the things that he needs to focus on here at home. Well, just so everybody knows, it looks like Trudeau has gotten himself in a little pickle over here. You have breaking news that a judge rules Trudeau broke the highest law in the land with the Emergencies Act. He caused the crises by dividing people. Then he violated charter rights to illegally suppress citizens. As PM, I will unite our country for freedom. And they've got a sign here to fire Trudeau and unite for freedom. And for our Canadians out there in the audience, I'm dropping that into chat so you can be a part of that and it looks like tucker carlson made a phone call to him as well he left a message for trudeau check it out thank you for your call you have reached the media line for all urgent requests please send your request by email merci pour votre appel vous avez atteint la ligne médiatique merci beaucoup yes hi i i couldn't understand the french part but it's tucker carlson calling from the united states And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. Mm. 
<laughs> Merci. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So we've got that happening. And then just so everybody knows, we do have a little update. I think there were, I don't know if it was six votes. Actually, it was six votes. Here it is. Neocon Nikki Haley. She won Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, in a midnight <laughs> She won Dixville. <laughs> There's a shocker. After, <laughs> after she got caught cheating on her husband. <laughs> I knew you'd have fun with that one. Yes, yes, yes. This is in the midnight vote, of course. She secures all six votes in small town that unanimously backed Biden in 2020. So here you go. Nikki's bragging about it, of course. A great start of the day in New Hampshire. Thank you, Dixville Notch. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki wins Dixville. <laughs> it does sound like something like that would come out of an X channel. By the way, we once had our channel flagged as an X-rated channel. That actually happened I on know. the show. Yeah. When we I said we should we should. I told. I told you the next day we should have the porn like wacko 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 porn music, music to I start know. with instead of the. We uh, were over there on D Live because we were kicked off of every single platform. I just got back on X. Just what was it? Uh, last October is when I think you talked me into getting back on there. Anyway, because we were taken off of every single platform for talking truth. I mean, what they were considering to be misinformation, disinformation is now it's them, not us. We've been proven to be correct in everything that we've been reporting. But on DLive, on X, we had an X label attached to our show when we were just on gaming platforms because we were talking about COVID. We were talking about election fraud. We were talking about all the things that we shouldn't be. And so they put us down as X-rated. I we, couldn't even we, believe it. We get three strikes. <laughs> we get three strikes. We're out like on YouTube in 10 minutes. I know. I'm like, the, the, the election was rigged. You're like, the jabs suck. <laughs> and then whatever next. And then, and then the January 6ers. Don't forget yeah, that we January got kicked off of pre- Twitch yeah. for that one. We were considered to be uh, domestic terrorist, And no, then we were playing. We, we, yep. we, we played a video about the January 6th uh, uh, prisoners. And they said we were showing videos of uh, 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 supporting domestic terrorists in our videos. Can you believe that? Uh, I mean, and all know, of I just can't believe our life's still going on without Twitch. It has. We, we had skipped a beat. Can we you imagine? Have, we have not skipped a thing. And then yeah. our bank account was completely closed by Bank of America because of in the litter box of our show. I was sitting there trying to transfer something back to you and it wouldn't work. And you said, oh no, it's my bank. I said, no, there's something really wrong here. There's something really wrong. And then come to find out they closed our account and didn't have to give us a reason. Then we had to wait for our funds for three weeks until they sent it to us in the mail. The whole thing. I mean, they have made it so difficult. I'm glad this is happening to Trudeau. You remember exactly how they treated the truckers and everything else. I mean, I can't stand that absolute dork loser, commie Hitler, blackface Hitler, uh, Castro's son. I know it. I know it. I mean, it's it's so it's so bad. They've gotten so bad. They're not even trying to hide this stuff anymore. So then you've got Newt Gingrich, who is saying Trump is the person standing and representing all of us who need protection from out-of-control left-wing government. I'd say, what was your first clue? I mean, they are, and I'm still 
I'm still reeling over that SCOTUS vote with what they did in Texas. That is the most mm-hmm. unbelievable thing, Kat. Just they just they just want and, and, and there's nowhere to to run. There's there, the, the Supreme Court. You got Aunt Amy Comey Barrett. She'd been voting with. I mean, his first pick was the best pick, Gorsuch. Man, Gorsuch is like he's right on, man. Yes, absolutely, he is. And you've got all of these commies that are doing everything they possibly can to make sure that they go against our Constitution. I mean, here's Greg Abbott, and he said, "This is not over." Texas razor wire is an effective deterrent to the illegal crossings Biden encourages. I will continue to defend Texas constitutional authority to secure the border and prevent the Biden administration from destroying our property. So he's busy fighting back, which is exactly what he needs to do. If they're not careful, and I am afraid that's really what they want, they're going to have a civil war in this country. Americans are tired of taking a back seat to illegal aliens, 100%. And then when you start talking about you've got Chicago area, uh, you know, this Congress. Hang on a Chris second. For justice. Whoops, that one just started playing. But here's the Chicago area. <laughs> What's going on over here in your apartment? <laughs> I'm having a little, a little party by myself, I guess. <laughs> So you've got Chicago area city councilman who issues issues a challenge to his affluent liberal constituents, sign up to open your homes to illegal aliens. You know, this has been a, a something that we've known was going to happen, where the left was going to start demanding people offer up their rooms in their homes, right? I mean, nothing's off the table here because they've run out of rooms in hotels. You've got illegals who are now taking up residence in our airports, taking up residence in police stations and anywhere and everywhere they can put them. And so now all of a sudden they're looking for a place for, you know, to put them in your own home. So you've got Illinois, a Chicago area city councilman is making waves after challenging his wealthy liberal constituents to put their money where their mouths are and open up their homes to house illegal migrants. So As you've had the Gateway Pundit and others reporting, the Biden regime's border crisis, which they imposed upon Texas, has been spreading north. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been flying and busing illegals across the country to sanctuary cities, including Chicago. The situation has become so dire that Socialist Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson has said the city is at a breaking point and is begging the Biden regime for help. So you've got now Naperville, an affluent city located 28 miles west of the Windy City, is feeling the pain of illegal migration. The residents there gave Biden 62% of the vote in the 2020 presidential election. And so now all of a sudden he's saying, hey, you know what? Why don't you open up your homes? Why don't you do that? Here he is. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know. So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So. 
you know, we do have a, a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. God bless them. I think we need to find out who would be willing to... Uh, house migrant families and uh so that that would be my new business well can you imagine if you were to take in a child and an illegal good luck getting them out i'm just telling you that right now yeah good luck (laughs) who are they are they are they axe murderers are they rapists are they drug dealers you don't know who they are imagine never imagine how much you hate your own family if you just bring in strangers hey here's my 14 year old daughter yeah, hey, uh, just here, here you go. Uh, uh, you bring them here, here, baby. We just uh, brought in five twenty-two-year-old uh, people from Somalia. <laughs> I mean, hope you really? enjoy the rest of your life. Exactly. They, uh-huh. Before you know it, they're going to own your house. You're not going to be able to get them out. And if they destroy it, and if they damage it in any way, yeah, good luck. You will not, especially yeah. if there's a child involved. Let me tell you something. They're there to stay. I know how that system works, and it's not a good one. So Don't come in my house. Mm-mm. No. That's my home. And you can call me every name in the book. Did it's they, not going to yeah, matter to me. Yeah, they invite me to their house? No. So I'm not <laughs> finding my house either. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, of course, the rumors are swirling. Of, you know, it still hasn't about Michael Obama. That there's a secret plan to replace Joe Biden for president emerges. So, of course, you've got, and this video came out a couple of, you know, like a week ago when she was saying how terrified she is of President Trump getting back into the Oval. Michelle Obama says that she's kept awake at night due to the upcoming election. I'm terrified about what could happen. So, Here's the thing. They would love to be able to replace Joe. They thought Nikki was going to be the ticket. They could get Nikki to do their bidding and she could act as a Republican and they could hand the torch over there to the rhinos and then they could hand it back in another four years with somebody else. But this is very real. There have been talks about Michael entering the scene. A lot of people don't think that Joe Biden's going to be able to make it. I know. You've said that you don't think, and so has President Trump said that they don't believe that Biden will make it to the general. He gets mm-hmm. lost brain. He can't make it. Man, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. You've got the timeline, how the FBI thwarted the investigation into the hacked Georgia election machines and targeted the whistleblowers instead. Here it is more election interference. So on Friday in federal court in Atlanta, Georgia, University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, J. Alex Halderman testified in front of Judge Amy Totenberg's courtroom in the Culling v. Raffsenberger lawsuit. It was on the insecure Dominion voting machines used in Georgia elections since 2020. So we know that what's been going on in Georgia is not good. I mean, the whole thing 
the whole thing with you mean the water pop really didn't bust oh no definitely (laughs) it did not bust (laughs) it really did the the main water they're like a main a main broke i mean the one that's underground the one you got a main water pop going through your building the only place in america that's awesome yeah yeah, that's not even a possibility. But they were willing to use anything and everything. And everybody knows what's been going on with this whole thing. And so this is one by Ultra Maga Party on Kemp. And it's a good one. Prepare yourselves. How any Republican could vote for Kemp. He ruined our party, that guy. And the reason we lost, and the reason we lost the Senate election had nothing to do with Trump. It's the cheating he allowed in the Senate election. Absolutely. And the the deal that made it possible is the deal that Rassenberger and uh, Kemp made with the Democrats and with Dominion, which, uh, by the way, uh, Kemp's uh, chief of staff now works for Dominion. (laughs) What about in Georgia? Were there any pre-election challenges? Did you see some of this trouble coming? I offered the assistance of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation Uh, that are the most professional law enforcement people, I believe, in the country. Uh, A strong group, the the leader I've known a long time, I appointed him. They spent the next seven months covering it up. And then it becomes sort of a feeding festival around Kemp's cronies to silence us. Quit being distracted by these things. I mean, we literally have to save the country. How any Republican could vote for Kemp, he ruined our party, that guy. But our goal is to move forward with a new voting system by 2020, and uh, I believe we'll be able to do that. Earlier today, Secretary Raffensperger presented the certified results of the 2020 general election to my office. State law now requires the governor's office to formalize the certification. Tell me about the state's experience and history with Dominion. As soon as I was elected, we entered into negotiations and signed a contract with Dominion Voting System for a statewide contract. Uh, Kemp's uh, chief of staff now works for Dominion. So that's how they got the job. Uh, Both of them, they're number one and number two in the nation for voting systems. I did an interview a few weeks ago with Chris Krebs, who you may know or may have actually met. Christopher Krebs called the 2020 vote the most secure in American history. Virtually every time he said, look at Georgia. Look at the Senate. You wouldn't have had Judge Jackson. You wouldn't have had all this debacle on the southern border. Look at everything it's been to destroy our country, and that is on Kemp, that is on Raffensperger, and that is on Carr. Look at the destruction in this country that came out of Georgia. Kemp's uh, chief of staff now works for <laughs> He ruined our party, that guy. The systems used in the 2020 election performed as expected. He does such a great job, seriously. If you aren't following him, make sure you do so. Ultra Mega Party, that's at Max Evans. UMP does awesome videos, seriously. So we are going to move on over to our Locals channel. It is that time again where we get to have an after party with all of those that support us. Thank you so much for that. We will see everybody else tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time. In the meantime, you all be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later.